Okay. All right. So, like I said, I, I didn't call him Chad out of any disrespect. Um, as I stated, I see the anointing and calling of God upon his life. But when you're friends, you can just kind of say Chad and Demita. Hey, college girl, I didn't see you sitting over there. <laughs> Hello. When we first, uh, when I first met your father and mother, you were still in high school. And here, Joshua is, I think he's finishing this year. You remember about Joshua? Yeah, yes. He has one more year. Okay, that's the inside thing. Y'all don't know about that. So <laughs> let me include you here. But anyway, it is an honor and a privilege to be here. I want, I want people to know, I think it's necessary for you to know that, you know, sometimes doing passing the peace and stuff, I just kind of stay back. It, it, it's, I'm not as uh, engaging as maybe I should be. And the only reason for that is that I'm not trying to sound all super spiritual, but, but I, I'm trying to make sure that I've heard from God and to make sure I'm in the right place at the right time. So, so hey, y'all. Hello, family. Everyone. Uh, a gentleman came up, and I was up there singing my... Uh, uh, a song that I sing to the Lord, I believe that all things were created by him for him. There's nothing that was not created is not for the worship and praise of God. And I used to tell the young people when I was pastor at uh, Mount Zion Cullowy, which was another historical black church, which had been moved off the campus of Western Carolina University. When I first went there, there were 11 members. By the time I left, because of the hand of God, I found out the students at Weston used to email each other and say, if you're not there by 945, you're not going to get in. And really, that's what happened. <laughs> it was amazing. And I used to tell them, I said, you know, it says in Zephaniah that God sing, sings over us. I'm going somewhere with this. Just stay with me. It says that, that in Zephaniah that God sings over us. And I used to tell the young people, I said, how do you think these people get these songs? I said, everything belongs to God. And you can take anything and turn it into a worship song. And so when I was over there, I was just worshiping, you know, because one morning I woke up and I heard this song that we used to sing when we were children. You are my sunshine. My only sunshine, you make me happy when clouds are gray. You'll never know, Lord, how much I love you. Please don't take your glory away. Y'all remember that song we used to sing it? I love singing that because I want God to know wherever I am that he is my sunshine. So here I am now today traveling up from Salisbury, North Carolina, ran into a couple of storms as we do in our lives but thanks be to God, in every storm, there is still God. And every storm has an expiration date. So we thank God for that. So when your pastor called me and talked about coming up here, uh, you have the scriptures on in your bulletins. I really don't know if we're going to really read all of those as I was sitting over there listening. I don't know. But you need them for your reference. You need them to go back and look on, okay? So uh, 
We might get to all of them, we might not. I'm mindful of the time. I'm not your traditional African-American preacher, so <laughs> y'all know I'm not going to hoop. I'm not going to have three or four different closings, okay? <laughs> I tell people, I said, you know, God says in his word, he said he gives apostles, he gives teachers, he gives pastors. There are different anointings on people. And, and, and I believe that one of the anointings that God has placed on me uh, is the anointing of teaching. Therefore, I went back to school to see what they were teaching to make sure it lined up with what I had learned. Okay, you, you get that, don't you, Pastor? <laughs> if anybody has been to seminary, you know what I'm talking about because some things they start talking about, you'd be like, what? What Bible did that come out of? How they come to that conclusion? You know, so I've learned in seminary just to give them back what they give me. That don't mean I got to believe in all that mess. I'm just going to give you back on your papers what you gave me. And if I get a bad grade, what I do, Chad, is I say, well, that's what you gave me. <laughs> I couldn't give back anything but what you gave me, okay? But we're going to look at this. One time, one morning, uh, a lot of times what I do uh, in prayer, I, I, I will sit on my bed and I will sit campfire style. Or I will sit on the floor campfire. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know how you cross your legs stuff. So anyway, so uh, one morning I was sitting there and just thanking God for another day, seeking direction, praying. And he began to talk to me about duty bound. Duty bound. So I'm, I'm laying, not laying, I'm sitting in my bed. And I said, duty bound, but God kept saying duty bound. So I'm the type of person that I love the dictionary, always have. When I went to ministry, I remember they tell, them telling me, you need a good dictionary. You need a couple of dictionaries, okay? If anybody's talking about going to ministry, make sure you got a good dictionary, okay? So God began to talk to me about duty bound. So afterwards, man, I got, I said, okay, let me look at this. What are you talking about, God? He just kept saying, duty bound. So I looked up the uh, definition of it, and duty bound means that morally and legally obliged to do something. Obligated. Duty bound means that we are obligated to do certain things. I began to look at it because I was in a time of prayer. And I'm like, okay, God, what are you saying? He said, duty bound. I have come to announce to the house of mercy that each and every one of us, we are duty bound to pray. You hear in the world a lot of discussions. You hear a lot of opinions. But even in the church, how much prayer is going on? Are we Praying for those that we have ought against. Are we praying for those that we don't quite understand? Are we praying for those that don't know yet that they are part of the household of faith? Are we praying for the sons and daughters of God who don't know that they're sons and daughters yet? God said, duty bound. 
it's amazing when we look at the church and we know that one of the commissions, one of the things that we're supposed to do is that we're supposed to pray ye one for another. So God said duty bound. Now I did some research or did a little bit more research and it, I found out that Muslims pray five times a day. They pray five times a day. How many times do we as Christians pray? You ever thought about that? Now, listen, Jews, the Jewish nation, they pray three times a day. There's a morning, uh, these are just, there's an eighth watch, we know about that. But there are certain times of day when every Jewish man is obligated to stop what they're doing and pray. We, we read it in the Bible, Daniel, all of them, when it was time to pray, they stopped whatever they were doing and they went into prayer. Now, one thing I found out in my research is that with the Muslim nation, now sometimes those prayers can be as short as five minutes. They don't, you remember when Jesus said, you don't have to do all this praying, standing in front of people and showing people how knowledgeable you are? No. Sometimes they pray exactly five minutes, but I don't care what they're doing. They stop and pray. They stop and pray. They stop everything they're doing and they'll pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God. I thank you for opening up our ears. I thank you, Lord God, for showing us, Lord God, what you're saying to us, Lord God. I decree and declare in this place that we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us, God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that I have a promise from you that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish what you have sent it to do. I thank you, Father, that the grass shall wither and the flower will fade, but your word shall stand forever, God. So, Father, I give what you have given to me, God. I give them your word in Jesus' name. It is so, and in Jesus' name, so it is. Now, let's continue with this duty bound, okay? Okay, you remember when COVID was really just had everybody scared? There was such a spirit of fear in the nation, and still a spirit of fear, and that's not a spirit that comes from God, so we know that it's not supposed to be in us. But there was such a spirit of fear, and we saw all around the place where everybody had posted everywhere, Everybody was talking about 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter. Y'all remember that? Uh, uh, Pastor talked about, kind of talked about today. He said, if my people, uh, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. God told the people, he said, if you just pray, if you just pray, I, I, I've been teaching this forever. If you just pray, people will say to me, well, what if I pray and, and it doesn't happen the way I want it to happen? It's not supposed to happen the way we want it to happen. We are supposed to pray that the perfect will of God be done. 
that God's will be done, that Jesus' name be exalted, that people will get saved, that people will get delivered, that people will have homes to live in, that our nation will not go to hell in a handbasket. We're supposed to pray. Because it does not matter whether or not we get what we want. It does matter that God heard us praying. Let me tell you something. Prayer is, has an aroma to it. There's an aroma in prayer that I believe the people of God have not even tapped into yet. There's a sweet smell that goes before God, hallelujah, when we start to pray. I know they used to talk all the time, you know, you know, you know I've been kind of controversial all my life. But when, when people are talking about, well, they're Muslim, they're Muslim. Well, one thing they do, they pray. If they're growing faster than Christians, ask yourself why. Well, what's, what's, the, what's the ingredients? What are they doing that we're not doing? And one thing as I begin to look at God's to do this duty bound, that's one thing that they do. When was the last time that, oh God, I hear you, <laughs> that we got together as a church and prayed for Asheville, prayed for the prisons. When the last time we prayed that human trafficking will stop, do we not realize that even in Asheville, this is one of the drop-off places for human trafficking when they're finished with these people? They dump them off when they can no longer become a, a, a financial beneficiary to them. Then they drop them off wherever they can. Everywhere you see a, a tournament of any kind, you will see some things that should not be happening. But Ashley, when last time we prayed? When last time we came together and just prayed? It doesn't matter. I might not agree with you in theory. I might not agree with everything that you say, but that does not mean that I don't love you. And that, that does not mean that together, through our prayers to God, when we humble ourselves, seek the face of God, and pray, things will change. <sighs> I believe, Pastor, that some of the prayers that we prayed years ago they will do what we prayed. Because <laughs> words never go away. Are you hearing me? Words never go away. Whatever we spoke in, in 1973, that did not go away. Words never go away. And listen to that. What can destroy words? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Unless we cover those things in the blood of Jesus, those words will produce what we said. Go with me to Matthew. Go with me to Matthew. Hallelujah. Matthew. This right here. And I kind of, you know, I, I know people think that I don't know the prayer. <laughs> but when we say... Matthew, the sixth chapter, when we say, all right, then church, we're going to pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. 
We're going to pray the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples. Okay, church, we're going to pray the prayer. Well, what did Jesus teach the disciples? In Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning with the fifth, fifth verse. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as a hypocrite. Oh, I talked about that. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street that they might be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. This is metaphorically. You don't have to actually go into a, co- a closet, but you can make a closet of where you are. <laughs> okay, y'all got that right. You don't have to go into a closet, but you can make a closet of where you are. He said, when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they should, shall be heard for their much saying. Be, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father know what things you have need of before you ask. I'm going to stop right there. People say, well, why I got to pray? Because Jesus already know what I need. Well, just ask anyway. Ain't that what he told you? He want to see if you're going to trust him enough to at least ask him. Well, he already know what well, ask him. And let him see your faith. I'm asking you because I know you can do this. You might not do it today. You might not do it tomorrow. But one thing I know, you will do it. Let's keep on going. After this manner, therefore, uh, pray ye. I tried to stay with the red letters, Pastor. Uh, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our what? Forgive us our what? Thank you. Do you see anywhere there where it says forgive us our trespasses? No, it says forgive us our debts. In, 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 um, I don't want to, yeah, let's say this. In biblical times, if you were indebted to someone, they could take everything you owe. You remember the widow that went to the prophet and said, look here. I owe these people and they're talking about taking my sons. If you were indebted to someone, your children could be taken from you because of the debt that you owe. Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. He said, when you pray, pray that you be forgiven. Forgive other people of their debts and, and pray that your debts be forgiven so the enemy cannot take you in bondage. Give us our debt. Forgive us our debts. Our debts. What I owe somebody. So they can't come and, and, and hold me captive. Not just uh, materialistically, but in any way. If I owe you a forgiveness, I'm going to give you a forgiveness because you can actually lock me down for what I need to know if I don't forgive you. So Jesus said, forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. And we say, amen. I needed to say this, saints, because that took about five minutes. Yeah. See, what has happened is that people now, I'm 
too busy, Pastor. I want to pray. I, 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 I need to pray more, but you know, I'm so busy. I don't have, I really don't have time to pray like I used to. That took exactly five minutes, maybe, without my commentary. You can pray going right in through Asheville. When you see the homeless, you can pray, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. It is not the will of God that people be homeless. Ah, oh, but the Bible says that the, the, the pole you're going to have with you always. And you want to know why? Because he understood the hearts of men. Jesus said that because he knew that we would be so selfish that we would hoard everything and not try to help somebody else. That's why Jesus said the poor you're going to have with you always. He was not decreeing that some people were born poor. That's, the, that's a lie. No. In, in, in that case, why does it say that now with Jesus being our Lord and Savior, we are seeds of Abraham and we are heirs to the promise and we, are, we have an inheritance? The Bible would not say that. And that's not what Jesus was saying. We can walk. You can walk. I don't care where you are. And you can pray that the kingdom of God come. Ah, I hear you. We can pray, God, not my will, but thy will be done. That's a hard prayer to pray, ain't it? Especially when we got our own opinions. We all got an idea of how church should be. We all got an idea of who's supposed to be saved and who's not supposed to be saved and, and how this church thing is supposed to be done. We, we all got our opinions, but when you say, God, not my will, but thy will be done, then we are praying that the kingdom of heaven will come down in earth. Jesus said, you can speak to the mountain. When you pray, you can speak to the mountain. You can tell it it's got to go. It can't keep harassing my children. It can't keep harassing my bloodline. It cannot keep harassing my city. And God said we are duty bound to pray. Duty bound to pray. Okay, let, let, let me, I'm kind of moving around here. Some things I'm not going to get to. Acts the seventh chapter. I'm almost through past, Pastor. Acts the seventh chapter. Somewhere around the, it's on down through there. But I'm going to tell you for the Bible people. You remember when Saul, who had not yet turned into Paul, had not been changed. He was there when they stoned Stephen. Stephen became a martyr of the church because he refused to deny Jesus Christ. But anyway, Paul was present. He was solved and Paul was present when this stoning took place. I'm going to tell you the importance of prayer. The Bible tells us that when Stephen was being stoned, he looked up to God and said, God, forgive them. Forgive them. God, forgive them. Stephen began to pray for those who were stoning him. He started praying for their salvation. He started praying for their peace. He started praying for their deliverance. And thanks be to God 
that because of Stephen's prayers, when you get over to Acts, uh, uh, you get on and you start reading that, because of Stephen's prayers, Saul became Paul. Do you see now how our prayers can change lives? I might not ever be able to articulate to you things that will help you to understand the love of Jesus. But when I go into prayer, that changes things. When I go in, I might not be able to reach all of my children. I got grandchildren who, they, I don't, okay God. But I'm telling you. And they know their grandmama. I've taught them. They know their grandmama. They've seen their grandmama. They know what their grandmama does. But you know what I pray? I don't beat them across the head. I don't tell them, y'all better get saved because Jesus come because he is. But I don't have to beat them across the head with that, Pastor. You know what I do? Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Pray ye to the Lord of the harvest that he will send the labors. I go before God and I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, that person I met downtown, they're not going to listen to me. But you are the Lord of the harvest. So I pray, Father, that you will send someone there to let them know that they are your child. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will send your labors in St. Louis, in Virginia, and everywhere that my, young, my, my, my children are. Father, they won't listen to me. They've seen me pastor all these years. They've heard what, they know what grandmama believes in, but they're not listening to me, God. But you are the Lord of the harvest. And I trust you. So I ask you to send somebody there. And then I leave it alone, Pastor. Because I know that God, when, when, when I pray God's word, okay, I hear you. When I pray God's word, please hear this. People say, well, what do I pray? Pray the word of God. Man of God, when I get up, I, I get up with, Father, I thank you for being my shepherd. I thank you, Lord, that you are my shepherd. I thank you, God, today I shall not want. I thank you, Father, for making me to lie down in green pastures. I thank you for leading me beside the still waters. I thank you, Father God, for restoring my soul. I thank you, Father, for leading me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. And I don't care if I have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You hear me? I'm praying the word. I will fear no evil. So God said we're duty bound to pray the other scriptures are there for you to read that and let the Holy Spirit speak to you God listens for his word that's why Jesus said all this stuff you know you know I grew up in church I know how they pray back in the day you see what I'm saying I don't pray like them I don't pray like them not saying that they were wrong they prayed what they knew but I'm saying that when I understood, if I give God his word, then his word will come to the earth. If instead of getting upset with the White House and Washington, D.C., I speak Isaiah 9 over that area. Because 
The Bible says that to us a son is given. Jesus is that son that was given. Jesus was given to us. And the word says that, and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his kingdom shall stand forever. Do I pray? Do I be act? Am I activist? To, to a certain point I am. But I also pray, God, I thank you that the government is still on the shoulders of Jesus. I don't care who's in office. The government belongs to you. I thank you, Father, that your kingdom shall stand forever. I pray your word, Lord God. I pray your word, which will never fail. So, House of Mercy, this is an abbreviated version of it. It's just to get us stirred up in prayer, because there's some, there's some awful things being planned. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist and all this stuff. I'm not that. I'm not that. But one thing you can do, you can make sure that through your prayers that whatever is happening, that you will not go under. Whatever comes will come. I know I had a student ask me one time, Pastor, what if I pray so for somebody's healing and they don't get healed? I said, well, at least God saw your faith. At least God knew that you believed. And one thing you have to remember that you cannot pray against someone else's will. Some people might not want to be healed of that. Maybe they want to go on to heaven. But that doesn't mean you don't stop praying. Because God is looking for some people who are praying in this earth. When is the church going to pray again, y'all? We spend so much time talking and very little time praying. If you say in the meeting, well, y'all, let's pray. What are we going to pray for? That Jesus will be done. That's what we're going to pray for. I'm not saying we're going to sit around and just do nothing. Pastor Chad would tell you, I'm not a sit-around person. But one thing I'm going to do first, I'm going to pray first before I go out there because I don't know what I, I'm going to encounter when I, I'm out there. So God said, not only for you and your household, every scripture you will read will tell you the same. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. That's what Jesus said, right? He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. When have we prayed like God requires us to? We're here because somebody prayed for us. Now, it's our responsibility to pray for the next generation. To cover those schools, to cover those elementary schools, to cover those uh, high schools, to cover all the schools. It's time for us to pray that God's kingdom come, that his will be done. To be humble enough to say, God, you know I want so-and-so. I think, you ever wanted God just to hurt somebody because they hurt you? Well, maybe y'all haven't. 
But when you can go before God and say, God, have mercy upon me and forgive me. And I ask that your kingdom come and your will be done. I want you to hurt them, God. I want you to stop them in their track. I want you to do this stuff, God. But God, because your word says so, I'm going to pray that your kingdom come and your will be done. As we come to this table, I want us to remember that we have a covenant with God. And God loves it when we know and say the covenant back to him. Yeah. Do I pray for things and they don't happen right then? Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to stop praying. Because God says, we are duty bound to pray. Oh, Abba, 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 Father. Abba, Father. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. That everything shall pass away except for your word. So, Father, I speak your word over house of mercy, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I decree and declare that absolutely no weapon formed against her shall prosper, Father. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, as I decree over house of mercy, Lord God. Hallelujah, that your kingdom has come and your will is being done. Oh, God, I thank you. I decree over house of mercy that you're making every crooked place straight and you're making every rough place smooth. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you have given your angels charge over this congregation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that you have given everyone in here power to get wealth so that your kingdom can be established in this region. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that when we confess our sins, Lord God, that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Therefore, Father God, we don't come before you in any righteousness of our own, but we come before you in the righteousness of he who died and rose again. His name is Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you forgive us, Lord God. If you forgive us, Lord God, of our judgmental ways, Lord God. If you forgive us of our bitterness, our resentment, our envy, Lord God. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we have become new creatures because we're in you, Christ Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that every new creature, hallelujah, is going to rise up and give you glory, Lord God. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, for your light shining so bright. 
to the house of mercy that men will come and say I yield I yield your will Lord <laughs> your way Father in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord God that healing is the, is the children's bread so I speak healing over the first lady of this house, Jennifer. I decree and declare that right now, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, she is healed. Father, I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. For Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 said that with the stripes of Jesus we are healed. And 1 Peter 2, 24 says with the stripes of Jesus we were healed. So Father, we thank you now. <sighs> fresh wind, Holy Spirit. Come to the Kosha. Come to us. Yes, fresh wind. A fresh anointing on Pastor Chad, Lord God. Father God, a fresh anointing, Lord God. Let him see with prophetic eyes, Lord God. Let him continue to dream dreams, Lord God. Let him continue to have visions, Lord God, of how your kingdom will come. Father, we thank you now in the name of Jesus that it is so... And so it is. Amen.